Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to President Patriot or Puppet. On this radio program, we discuss current political issues with an interaction and intensity not heard on other shows, including the visual media. Our listeners learn and often participate because the issues discussed could affect them directly. We do not let the politically skewed loud voices of a few political liars drown out our justified demand for life and liberty and truth. You will not hear any political correctness on this show, nor will we run from any issues. We will take the challenge head on because each of us will do all in our power to save our country from this obvious destruction from within, beginning with the the Muslim in chief who obviously hates America. If you have a comment for anyone on the show, our call-in number is 1-347-826-7400. Now getting right to it, the left wing believes morality is subjective, changing, flexible, and that American death is acceptable. Most Americans are under a mass hypnosis thanks to our media, so they never really stop to think about the ideologies or forces that influence politicians that I refer to as the shadow government, and American voters falsely expect these people to share their same ideals about basic values. Even Republican politicians are guilty of having this false exception. Everything has consequences. Planned are unanticipated, but consequences nonetheless. Today, neither political side has much in common anymore. One side believes in unchangeable right and wrong, and the other side believes morality is subjective, changing, and flexible. David Horowitz, a former Marxist-turned-conservative, wrote a ten-volume book on leftism where he described his transition from left to right and discussed the shortcomings of a conservative movement unwilling to deal with the ugly realities of what American left represents in this relation to communism. There are hedgehogs and foxes, he says. The foxes know many things, and the hedgehogs know one thing. He says, I'm a hedgehog. My parents call themselves progressives, Horowitz explained, with regard to his communist parents. The agenda was a Soviet America. The slogan of the Communist Party in those days was Peace, Jobs, Democracy. Notice he didn't say republic, which that's what we are, and we've been duped into thinking democracy is the same thing. That was the theme of Horowitz's speech as he continued how the communists had taken over the Democrat Party. Horowitz, who began began as a radical Marxist, said that the modern left had learned stealth from their failures in the 1960s. The left have learned from the 1960s, and we in the 1960s didn't want to pretend to be Jeffersonians, Democrats. That's why we failed in the 1960s, and that's why they've succeeded today. But the right, Horowitz pointed out, has failed to acknowledge the reality. On Obamacare, for example, Horowitz railed against the language used by the left, single-payer anybody. Instead, he said, it is communism, pointing out that it was the state ownership of the means of production, he added. The left hates the, con- the Constitution because Madison designed it to thwart them. Now, Horowitz then analyzed what he claimed 
where the four features of the leftist mentality is less intelligent and flawed. First, he said, the left and the right are on opposite sides of the fundamental divide in the modern age. The left believes that human beings are inherently good. Apply that thinking to the terrorists. The Dems automatically fail their intelligence test, and the Dems believe all people are infinitely malleable, so can be shaped by proper state guidance. Do you see where the Dems come up with the Common Core education? Common Core makes children more easily controlled and most likely to vote Democrat. Hitler, Mayo, and now the American left. Obama betrayed every American who gave their life for the people of Iraq when he pulled out and allowed for ISIS to move in and take over. This was shameful, but Benghazi is the most shameful act in the history of the American presidency. Obama has placed America within reach of becoming a totalitarian state. These are very dark days for this country. What the Republican Party needs to do is to turn back into the real Republican Party and stop the killing of one's brother and sister that is taking place by people like Senator John McCain and those who throw rocks and at fellow Republicans as well as the Tea Party. The use of Ebola as a terrorist weapon seems to be supported by Obama. Wait, didn't Obama just send 3,000 of our American troops to the center of the Ebola country where the Ebola virus originated? He refused to send troops to stop ISIS in Iraq, but did not miss the chance to create an Ebola crisis in America. Obama quietly dumped Bush-era plans to enact and quarantine regulations supported by the Centers of Disease Control that were designed to prevent travelers from spreading infectious diseases. Anyone think of the Houston thing, Dallas? Uh... Travelers would have been required to submit detailed personal information before boarding a flight or a ship. The quarantine rules had been touted in 2006 by the CDC as critical for protecting Americans from dangerous diseases spread by travelers was secretly stopped by Obama. It seems that he has an overall plan, and it seems that all who repeat that Obama hates America and Americans are proven to be correct once again. The first case of Ebola diagnosed in the U.S. was revealed by the CDC, and that patient, a Liberian national, had traveled to Dallas from Liberia September the 20th via Brussels, Belgium, since Obama has discarded the CDC's traveler's rules to protect America and Americans, travelers are no longer required to submit detailed personal information before boarding a flight or a ship whose final destination is America. The regulations were proposed by the Bush administration in 2005 during the height of the avian and swine flu fears. The rules would have required airlines to report to federal authorities any ill passengers. They mandated that airlines collect information on international passengers, including email addresses, traveling companions, and return flight details to make it easier to trace passengers in any investigation of a disease outbreak. Do you start to see the Obama evil plan unfolding here? Right out of the Saul Alinsky playbook. You never let a serious crisis go to waste. And what I mean by that, it's an opportunity to do things you think you could not do before. So if one does not magically appear, you create one. Get it? Anyone remember the Eric Holder Fast and Furious invented to get people to give up their guns easier so martial law could be easier invoked? the biggest supporter of the communist Marxist Democrat Party and are the unions 
and the American Civil Liberties Unions objected to potential privacy rights violations and the CDC's proposals provisional quarantine rule that would have allowed the CDC to detain people involuntarily for three business days if the agency believed they had certain disease or pandemic flu infections, tuberculosis, plague, cholera, SARS, smallpox, yellow fever, diphtheria, or viral uh, fevers, and uh, such as Ebola. So guess what? The Marxist communists got their way, and the uh, continuation of the destruction of America from within has a new direction for death and destruction to Americans. Do we count on Republicans in 2014 to fight the status quo? Those complaining that Republicans haven't come up with a national agenda are forgetting that we don't have a parliamentary system. We don't have an organized hierarchical opposition with a shadow prime minister and a shadow cabinet. Now, we've got 500 old, self-centered, local political entrepreneurs running under the same Republican banner but offering distinctly independent takes on its philosophy, and there are no term limits. So they have had decades to learn how to steal and to keep themselves in office with lies, under-the-table deals, and so on. You can win midterm elections without a positive agenda. You can't win presidential elections that way. It is therefore vitally important for Republicans to win the Senate in 2014. In midterms, it's all right to be the party of no. The 2010 election, for example, was a referendum on the liberal overreach of the first two Obama years. Result, a Democratic shellacking, said President Obama. The massive stimulus that failed... Captain Trade and Obamacare treated a major backlash that cost Obama the House and with it the rest of his ideological agenda. It's been blocked ever since. That's the power of no. And Republicans should not apologize for it. The role of the opposition is to oppose. With the welfare state having reached the outer limits of the competency and solvency, it is in desperate need of restructuring and reform. Instead, we have an American-hating Muslim Marxist in the White House who is committed to expanding the role of government and issuing more and more entitlements to ensure the destruction of America by expanding his voting base through executive order to allow illegal aliens a free pass as well as the entitlements he has for the original voting base, we need to compel the conservative party to say stop and shame the rhinos into saying stop with the president in decline and his presidency falling apart. It will be enough in 2014. Those complaining that Republicans haven't come up with national agenda or forgetting the nearly 400 bills from the House that are sitting on Harry Reid's desk that he will not allow to come before the Senate for a vote. Regaining the Senate and keeping the House would finally give the GOP the opportunity going into 2016 to demonstrate its capacity to govern. Controlling both houses would allow the GOP to produce compelling legislative agenda. The Democratic line is that the Republican House does nothing but block and oppose. In fact, it has passed hundreds of bills only to have them die upon reaching the desk of the Senate Majority Leader, Harry Reid, as I just mentioned. The people who kept believing that the Republicans were the reason for no decrease in debt or for the lack of job creations such as the Keystone Pipeline and natural gas exports and the lack of 
protection for America and Americans. The Ebola virus here is coming for number 99,000 of the others. Uh, we'll find out that all of these past lies from the Democrats were just that, simply lies. Then there could be border security, deportation of illegals. By You know what? We could just enforce our... Uh, our uh, import uh, and uh, regulations, and we could certainly stop a lot of it. Energy deregulation and health care reform that repeal, repeals more onerous Obamacare mandates. If the president signs any of it, well, that's good. If he vetoes it, it will be clarifying to his base supporters that he was lying all along. Who do you suppose then will be seen as the party of no? The vetoed legislation would become the framework for a 2016 GOP platform. Let the debate begin. What has happened to economic growth, social cohesion, and America's standing abroad will be a significant drag on Democrats, but it could very well not be enough with the easily lied-to left-wing supporters. Just listening to them on some of the media outlets is enough to make you want to vomit. They cannot be as stupid as they make themselves sound with their delivery of why some fact that is presented is simply not true, not true. If he does not create his crisis quick enough to invoke martial law, that Obama won't be on the ticket in 2016, but Hillary Clinton will most likely be, if you pay any attention to the literate left-wingers, I'm going to say the illiterate left-wingers, they can't wait to vote for her. Republicans need to remember that winning the presidency must mean something. They need a mandate. Ronald Reagan understood this. He could have coasted to victory in 1980 on mere opposition, but he had a platform, much of which his, he successfully enacted his presidency became that because he ran on it. A word to the wise, GOP, win the Senate, then enact an agenda and dare the president to veto it. Show the country what strong Americans stand for then take it to the nation in 2016. That means you better be paying attention to what is taking place today. Nearly two months after the first U.S. airstrikes against ISIS targets in Iraq, now Syria, the terror group is still murdering, torturing, kidnapping, raping Christians and other religious minorities, beheading. And while there is no proof that the Ebola virus being part of a plan from Obama, his actions of sending 3,000 troops to the country where it came from with no training from, and dissolving the CDC's traveler's res restrictions are plain enough for me to judge. Republicans must take swift action and reverse these atrocities. Obama has enablers and his enablers proven themselves capable of lying on every subject of uh, significance and on none more boldly than those involving race and illegal immigration or like the issue of a, uh, of a, a Ebola outbreak. Obama's distinctive upbringing had much to do with making him that uh, who he is and that parent who shaped him was not his father, but his mother, Stanley Ann Dunham. Now, as a mixed-race child in a world with monolithic expectations, Dunham could have infused her son with the most powerful and compelling of all uh, identities, that of an American. She did the opposite in one of the more believable passages in Dreams, uh, which Obama wrote, Obama told one revealing story about his mother's uh, allegiances. 
during their Indonesian years together, Durham, then-husband Lolo Sotero asked Dunham to meet some of her own people at an American oil company where he worked. She shouted at him, they are not my people. Obama absorbed the attitude. Even as a boy, he saw his fellow citizens abroad as caricatures of an ugly American, and they would not grow prettier over time. When he returned to Hawaii as a 10-year-old, Obama struggled to define who he was. Given what he had learned from his mother about Americans, he could have hardly wanted to be one. As to being an African-American, all he knew was what he saw on TV. And so he told his new schoolmates that his father was a prince and his grandfather a chief of a great African tribe. Obama's early influences, like the communist mentor in Hawaii, Frank Marshall Davis, and his Marxist professors and friends at Occidental College, did not encourage truth-telling. Although leftists are not uniquely guilty of lying, they are uniquely guilty of lying as a consequence, a conscious strategy. If there is no God, concluded John Paul uh, uh, Sarti in his famous uh, paraphrase of uh, Dostoevsky's Ivan Karmovsk, uh, everything is permitted. So Obama lies and lies about the lies for all his life. For the next 40 years, Obama would continue constructing identities for himself, high school stoner, college Marxist, New York intellectual, Chicago uh, alkalites, uh, Harvard uh, uh, comopolitan, now African-American ward healer, all-American presidential candidate, Obama's appearance mattered at least as much as his influences. He had to, good fortune of growing up thinking and acting much as white liberals had, but in the body of a black man. He believed what they believed and spoke as they spoke. They noticed, they approved, and they marveled. I mean, you got the first mainstream African-American presidential candidate who is articulate, bright and clean, and a nice-looking guy, said Joe Biden of Obama in the early 2007. And still another unwittingly honest revelation, Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid found comfort in Obama's having no Negro dialect. Most critically, perhaps, Obama lied about the kind of administration he would run. On his first day in office, he told his assembled staff, let me say it simply as I can. Transparency and rule of law will be the, the touchstones of this presidency. This two-headed promise had been violated more wantonly than a goat at a Taliban bachelor party. Some uh, South Carolina Congressman Joe Wilson nailed the phenomena early on. He famously interpreted President Obama's speech to the Congress on health care in 2009 by shouting out, You lie! And Wilson spoke to what he saw as the very essence of the man. Now, Sinatra sings, Astaire dances, Obama lies. Now, I want to bring in one of the Famous people here on this radio program, Michael Talley. Oh, good morning, gentlemen. Great lead-in. I particularly like the joke about the Taliban and the goat. <laughs> <laughs> These cult lovers must must really enjoy that. Yeah, the 3,000 military that we're sending to Africa now expanded to 4,000. Can't uh, pay attention to anything important, but we've got to have the military down there shooting at Ebola germs. With an idiot. Yeah, and taking them inside and bringing them back to us. 
Yeah, that's a great idea. And then distributing those to all the, 50, uh, well, 57 states, I guess, is what Obama thinks we have, but uh, all the states, the contiguous states, because these people are from everywhere. You know, it's another one of his efforts just to destroy the country. Yeah, we'll bring we'll bring the virus in. Won't won't block the border. Plus, they've got Democrats speaking up saying we won't block the border. We're going to keep an open southern border. I mean, you mentioned the Obama supporters and voters. They are that stupid. I mean, they're really dumb enough to believe what falls out of this idiot's mouth. He's trying to kill our energy. He's openly said he's going to destroy anybody that wants to start a coal plant. And now he's trying to shut down the nuclear plants and using emissions, and the EPA is using emissions as a tool. Nuclear plants don't have emissions, so I don't think that's a real problem. Republicans and people in the know have said that ISIS is coming across the southern border. We caught 10 people down there that are members of ISIS. Democrats come out and say, that's a lie. Never happened. Yeah, all they have to do is say mm-hmm. they got the liar-in-chief talking to Hispanics about illegal immigration, which he's let go until after the November election. Oh, we're still going to get it done. You know, don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. People have got to start listening to what this idiot says. He tells everybody what's going on. He's so stupid, and he is stupid. He's incapable uh, obviously trying to destroy the country, but he's stupid at the same time. Uh, he, and people have got to see that. Shoot down. I'm sorry? He's a teleprompter reader, yeah. Oh, yeah. If it's, if you ever see him give a speech without a teleprompter, it's like watching the monkey, monkey juggle and ping pong balls. I mean, the boy just cannot do it. You know, he's supporting Hamas. He's supporting the Muslim Brotherhood. Every year he gives five hundred million to Hamas. You know, we can't have White House tours, we gotta to cut the military. We spend five hundred million to Hamas, which is, you know, Pakistan, PLO, and then two hundred and fifty million to Idris Muslim Brotherhood. Don't have the money to do what we have to do here, but he doesn't mind giving it out to everybody else. What did, what do he do with the the black guy that cut the white woman's head off, he went over and praised the mosque where that killer uh, went to services. Right. Yeah, he couldn't say a thing, couldn't send anybody to the funeral, didn't say anything to the parents but or their family. But, yeah, he can commend the mosque. Yeah. Now, we, he's got the CIA and the FBI destroying the records of everything they've done with respect to the mosques. And you know, the people have to be smart enough to know. And please call in if you don't know this. We'll discuss it. When they shoot weapons at Israel, it's coming from mosques. It's coming from neighborhoods. Anytime you see ISIS, and they're all the same, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, Hamas, they're all, they're all Muzzies. And they all believe in this cult called Islam. They all cover themselves except for their eyes, like little women. You know, they execute somebody, but all you see is their eyes. They put the burqas on. We're dealing with cowards. This Quran, the cult book that they think is a Bible, almost every verse in the Quran has the word fight in it. You know, those who believe fight in the cause of Allah, Quran 476. Every, almost every sentence, you can't get away from the word fight. They're telling these people, kill the non-believers. Honor killings. They've got these idiots convinced that an honor killing just means you can kill your child if they don't do what Islam says they do so that we can replace it with a better child. We're dealing with idiots here. And Obama is the same way. He's the head idiot. Doctor, what are your thoughts? Oh, <laughs> I could go too many. I don't want to cloud the issue. I know. Obama is the most dangerous man in America. By far, he's the number one problem that we have, and we need to get rid of him politically. We need to get this guy out. Specifically, Ebola has no heart, no soul. It doesn't discriminate between age, sex, religion, ethnicity. It's a killer. 
He's bringing it into the country. The CDC has been pouring out a series of lies. And if you watch the CDC director on the television, you see him. He's going according to the Obama agenda. He said it would be dangerous to close the borders. That's insane. It's irrational. That's number one. From the time you contract it, it takes 3 to 23 days approximately to get the Ebola virus into you. From the time you start showing symptoms, you can die within 10 days. That's faster than the bubonic plague. That's faster than most about any virus we've ever known in mankind. Whether it was orchestrated or and or developed by humans, I don't have any idea. It was identified approximately 1976 in Sudan and the areas now called the Democratic Republic of the Congo. It can be aerosolized. We know this is a study, uh, 2012 in Canada. It hasn't been demonstrated in humans yet, but if it gets into the saliva, which we know it does, and it gets into the mucus and all the bodily foods. If you sneeze, cough, spat, or whatever, you can transfer it to somebody else. It makes a logical sense. They're telling us that that cannot happen. If that cannot happen, why is everybody wearing face masks and hazmat suits and all kinds of stuff? Because they know it could happen, and they're telling us it can't just to keep the fear and hysteria levels down. So Ebola is our number one problem after Obama uh, is ISIS is is a threat, no doubt about it, but ISIS is not the threat Ebola is. Ebola will, will scurry through uh, the society very quickly like it did in Western Africa. And for every death that they report, there's five or six that they're not reporting. I've seen two documentaries now to support that right on the ground level. Who, who's there taking the census who's dying? Is there anybody there? Who's taking the census who's contracting the virus? Nobody. So how do they, where do these numbers come from? They're bogus numbers just to say, oh, it's not as bad as you think. Sending 4,000 troops, probably more afterwards. Uh, I heard they may be sending some soldiers to protect the other soldiers. Uh, is another insanity. And these people, these brave men and women, do not know how to maintain themselves in, in the ball hot zone environment. They're given two days' worth of training, three days. There's a few virologists going over and a few physicians, but the majority of these people are non-trained in virology and the hazmat uh, information that they need to know specifically. They tell them not to wash their hands. What if it gets on their face? People with full hazmat suits on have contracted or uh, Ebola. It's insane. As for ISIS, it's on the move. The bombings are not helping. We all know this. It's been all over the media about it. He's haphazardly bombing. Uh, he's waiting for this great coalition to come about, and Saudi Arabia and the rest of them are waiting for, for us to do the lead and, and bomb everywhere, and Obama doesn't want to. So there's a, there's a collision between thoughts between countries as well. So, guys, we have a really big problem on our hands. We have Ebola, ISIS, and Obama at the top. On the early on, I have a solution. As a matter of fact, nine million of us kept the FDA and and the CDC from crushing us uh, nine years ago. Okay, and we have to fight every month to keep it up. We're not allowed to say treat or cure. Yeah. But they, I have had clients that had a one n one that. Cured themselves. A, I, I, you you got to listen to this. This is a couple of minutes. Just listen to what this thing is so we can talk in terms of, yes, we, we can defend ourselves. America can stand up to this. Bacteria and fungi infections as well as viral organisms are history when encountering our rejuvenous OSH silver, which is a true silver hydrosol. The evidence shows that the pure and small particle size of the silver hydrosol will not interfere with normal white blood cell activity and may even enhance it. Studies have concluded that rejuvenous OSH silver hydrosol offered profound immune benefits because of its ability to interfere with the select bacteria in three key ways almost simultaneously. Central to all three is the ability of the rejuvenous OSH silver hydrosol to cause permanent inactivation of the dangerous invading organisms. Number one, the integrity of the dangerous cell's membrane and boundaries become unstable. The cell begins to rupture. Simultaneously, the smaller particle sizes of the rejuvenous OSH silver hydrosol can more easily penetrate the bacteria or virus cell. And once penetration occurs, liposimple enzymes uh, reactions governing the uh, dangerous cell's metabolism go into partial or full arrest. 
And thirdly, the rejuvenous OSH silver hydrosyl further penetrates the most interior recesses of the cell, which is the nucleic acids, ending the ability of these invaders to replicate. Germs and virus can't get immune to this process like they can with vaccines. Keep our rejuvenous OSH silver hydrosyl in your home to protect your entire family against the virus and bacterial infection. Call us today at our 954-742-4430 or go to our website, livelonger123.com. That was really important, especially because uh, you, uh, Dr. Davis, can understand that terminology. There is a suffrage that we are uh, absolutely going through, but it's being hidden that there is defense systems out there, and it is not part of the drug cartel, so therefore we're being excommunicated out of this world. So there is a defense. and. All I'm saying, we don't need to be bringing it over here, but we do have a defense system. Uh, one of my friends uh, brought up colloidal silver yesterday. Colloidal yeah. is not helpful. That is, that it, you can make that in a garage. To make yeah. the 23 part per million oligmatic, it takes a million dollars worth of equipment in a total vacuum. It cannot have any particles in it other than the 23 parts. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, with the uh, the way the government is running now, the CDC cannot be trusted. And that's, and none of the governmental agencies can be trusted to actually help the American citizen anymore. You know, it's flooding the borders, allowing disease to come, not fighting ISIS because he's afraid to go back to Iraq because that's what George Bush did. This guy's so paranoid and such a narcissist. The only way to deal with him is right at this point in time, you've got to get rid of the people in the government that he's appointed because none of them are capable of the truth and none of them are capable of protecting the U.S. citizen. All this Ebola stuff, he's bringing it in. His plan to stop Ebola is having... The flight attendants and border officials monitor, and we know how much the border officials are monitoring. They're told if an illegal alien comes in, get him a flight, put him on a bus, put him on a train, get him to his family. Now, even the border patrol cannot speak up. They can't do their job. Guy's destroying us from within. Well, that's the whole plan. That's how the Fabian socialists of the 19th century, they would come within the country itself and do it by peaceful means. And that's exactly what's happening here. They're killing the borders, killing the language, killing the culture, drenching us in debt. This is the way to undermine. Then they come in as the helper. They come in as the savior. They come in as a white knight, if you will, and to save the country from all the the horrible things that are going on here that they implanted here in the first place. But, of course, they always deny the initial part, what they've done to destroy the country that they're in. And it's been very successful throughout the world until people wake up, and America's going to wake up too late, unfortunately. Uh, Michael Savage just came up with a book, The Coming Civil War. Uh, we've been touting that for years. That's nothing new. Maybe he picked up on something we've been writing. But in any event, there is a civil, at least a civil unrest coming throughout the country, and people feel it, we know it. i talked to lots of people around, uh, and we're sick and tired of the random violence that's going on in the streets, and we're all affected by it one way or another, and we're all afraid. We live in a society we're afraid. We're afraid of the IRS. We're afraid of Obamacare. We're afraid of what they're going to do on the borders and bringing the diseases in. This uh, enteropathic 68D, this newest virus, they're affecting kids, they're giving paralysis, Kids are dying, respiratory diseases, and so forth. It's in almost every state. This was brought in by the Obama illegals that came in here. It's very prevalent below the southern border. So we we have more than just a virus going on through this country. We have a virus deceit in America, and Obama is in the lead on this area. I totally believe. Take everybody's gun away. California has now passed a law. It's a temporary gun confiscation law. If anybody feels threatened. They can tell the police, and the police will take your gun. Anybody can do this. You've got these people out there saying, well, guns are no good. People, there's stories every week you read about somebody 
being attacked by somebody with a gun or a knife or whatever, and they end up getting killed because the person they attacked has a gun. And that's the way a lot of Americans are going to react. You know, there are hundreds of attacks every week from Chicago yeah, exactly. to Baltimore to New York. It's all over the country. It's quite intense, and, and the majority of these people, unfortunately, are ethnically the Hispanics, and they're black Americans. And this is wrong. It should stop. There's no morality left in the country at all. These kids are just released to the streets. They can't even, probably half of them don't even know who their parents are, or if they're not in jail or whatever, smoking pot somewhere. This is ridiculous. And what needs to be stopped. And Baltimore now, they're suing the police. They're getting an investigation from the FBI against the police for so-called brutality that's going down here. I don't think they're uh, harm, harming the people. The people are harming them. They're afraid of them. So there's a knee-jerk reaction by the police to go after these kids on a more tougher basis. What they need to do is find a way to stop the random violence. And I have a way to do it. You get, you go to the parents and you take their entitlements from them and get their asses into court, and that's the way to do it. Stop the money flow, and the kids will be controlled by the uh, the father, the mother, whoever the hell they are. Uh, yeah, well, most of them don't even know as I mentioned. Yeah, look at look at the news this morning. I mean, uh, yeah. I didn't uh, just catch the I caught the end of it, exactly where it yeah. happened. Which state could even be here in Florida? I'm not sure, but. There was uh, a kid running, had his hand in his pocket, and then he turned around, took his hand out of his pocket, had a gun, yeah. shot and grazed the cop. The cop shot yeah. and killed him. Now the cop's yeah. in trouble. Now, is that yeah. not the dumbest damn thing you've ever heard of in your life? The cop Certainly thought it was a gun. Not. The cop thought it was a gun. I think it was in Florida. And now the, the police have one version, and the, the, the crowd always has the lie, the lying version, which is never found to be true. But we don't hear about that. We hear about that down maybe six months down the road. Uh, the cops' version of it, but what the, the whole point is: these people are liars. They're deceitful. They're cheats, and uh, hopefully they'll pay the ultimate price for what they've done. Sure, dissemble the country. Course, uh, that that's what that needs uh, to stop, and it's happening. Look at it, guys. Yeah, well, you know it's interesting. They just raised the tax on cigarettes in Philadelphia by two dollars a pack. Huh? I don't smoke. My wife does, and I I think this whole smoking thing is a joke. Somebody yeah. wants to smoke at their business. Right. They, and they raise the $2 a pack, and they're saying that the money is going to go to the teachers because we have to take care of the teachers. The same day, the teachers come around and say, well, why are we paying for medical insurance? We shouldn't have to do that. That money will never get to the teachers. The money that yeah. gets to the school system, yeah. if it gets there at all, is being totally misused. Oh, they're pushing Common Core. These teachers don't like Common Core. They don't right. understand it. Philadelphia is 70 miles north of me, and it's going to go to the way of Detroit, unfortunately. A great city. The city of brotherly love is going to go down the drain just like the rest because the blacks are taking over up there just like they did in Baltimore, Washington, D.C., Chicago, and so forth. And every time they take over, they degradate the system that they're in. Look at it. You know, you live there. You're from there. I used to make a lot of sales calls when I was working with a refractories company in Detroit for the steel industry, and it was yeah. everywhere. You could spend a week out there calling yeah. on Yeah. You know, GM, Ford, the steel plants, Republic, yeah. U.S. Steel. Now, now it's they're gone. You know, we we allowed these other countries to take over steel production. Yeah. And it, you know, there's a lot of history, but it goes back to the late 70s when the unions were going to strike and it was going to shut down all the steel plants in the United States. And Korea, you know, the other foreign Asian steel companies came over and says, well, we'll sell you steel, but we need a yearly contract. Strike never came off, and then the steel business never came back. Mm-hmm. There used to be bustling areas, you know, Republic and uh, Willing, Virginia, and Pittsburgh, and uh, Willing, Ohio, and that whole area was full of steel plants. Not anymore. You fly into Pittsburgh, and you couldn't yeah. see because of all the emissions coming off the steel plants, which is another problem, but you don't see that anymore. Now it's a technical center. Yeah. It's a union. Country, uh, look at here. Remember, the, the the greatest one to bring example for is Eric Holder is still trying to sue the airplane company that moved from the union state to the non-union state. You believe the government was is still trying to sue them over that? Oh, yeah. that's that's par for the course with uh, yeah. this card carrying white hater. Well, there's several examples. Look at Atlantic City. Four casinos are closed. The fifth one may be closing. The unions overreach for pensions. The casinos cannot afford to pay what the unions want for these employees. Therefore, they're going to close. And the latest one, Taj Mahal, uh, the Trump Taj Mahal may close 
Because of three or 4,000 workers over there, the union refuses to give in to reduce the pensions, and the other peripherals that will be given, uh, they're saying it's not fair, or there'll be no jobs because that's not fair either. So where do you go with that kind of thing? With that, and now on the antithetically, the unions built the country. They built the roads, the bridges, the tunnels, and the infrastructure too. But now the union overreach, and it's killing the society in terms of yeah, the always economics. Take, always take the, the the card that's going to give you most. And when you put a union together, it's always for the union bosses and and their cohorts. They're under the table bribes to the uh, officials to make themselves better off financially. It's never for union worker. The union worker, if given the choice, does not want to pay those union dues and would like to be able to access his own uh, life and be able to be uh, accountable for himself. For those people who are looking for what I deserve is what is killing this country. We have to yeah. be, and there's a little article, who's responsible on uh, LinkedIn, and who's responsible, you would not believe, of some of the uh, outer limits there of, uh, I'm going to call it left wing, because we are supposed to be responsible for our neighbor. And I'm. I, I, that's that deplorable information, and it's a shame that it's rubbing off on those who are not accountable for themselves, who simply look to the state to support them. Uh, again, we have to bring up that radio program. Why the little the little black girl that was being uh, interviewed? You remember on that radio program, and the guy asked, "Well, are you uh, on welfare?" Yes, I get this, this, and this, and she was like nearly fifty thousand dollars a year or something on all kinds of benefits, and she's and she was asked. Well, are you teaching your your child to work? And she says, "Well, that's going to be up to him, but it would be stupid for him to go to work when you you get paid more for not working." And those are the the calamities that we're going to be continually facing. This country cannot survive. And uh, what's her name in in England made the the best comment: uh, "You're going to rob from Peter to pay Paul, and soon." You're going to run out of of uh, Peter. You know, there's not going to be enough Peters around. So, uh, happened to to in regulation of businesses, the same thing. You regulated them out of the country, just like uh, Mike just got through saying. They, it, Obama ran on the fact that he was going to close down the the coal industry, and going after emissions of uh, of nuclear powerhouses. And of course, he's got an oil czar that has publicly stated he wants gas to be over $5 a gallon. He he wants us to be the same as the European countries. It's incredible. It's obviously out there a destruction from within. In, in another subject, though, the uh, Homeland Security released 36,000 criminals into our society, most are from uh, south of the border, uh, over the last year. Some were murderers. Almost 200, 200 had committed homicides. What's that all about? The Judicial Watch had a, a freedom of information request uh, to the Homeland Security. They didn't uh, fulfill that request by, uh, I think, May of 2014, May 14, 2014. And now there's a lawsuit to get the information why all these criminals were put out uh, on the streets. This is the mindset causing turmoil, chaos, anarchy in society. This is what Obama's doing. And if, if this was a fictionalized novel, you would think Satan was out there stirring the pot. And that, that's what it looks like to me. This satanic kind of guy, uh, and it's a bad reference, but it, it's the best one I could come up with, uh, is causing the problems that we have here in America today. From from the Keystone Pipeline not being implemented because of uh, environmental problems, there's already a Keystone Pipeline. People don't realize that this is a fix. That this is an addition. It's a change to bring more oil down from Canada uh, to help more people have jobs, things like that. So we have a real problem here, guys. And the criminality that we're seeing from the, the Hispanics on, on a level that you can't believe here, they're just down the street here. They beat up a, 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 a jogger. 
about 4.30 in the morning. Hispanic guys, they try to break into the pizza store an hour before. You read all this in the local paper, you say, nah, that's not happening. It is happening. It's happening in your hometown, around the corner from you, everywhere. And we need to be more vigilant, and we need to have our guns. We don't have our guns with the of the ability to defend ourselves. And you know, well, you know what? That's, that's the actual essence of why they released those prisoners. They Probably. need another Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious failed. We found out about that one. Yeah. Now they have to have something else yeah. to implement riots and stuff like that. They don't want it to just be the blacks that are responsible for about 80% of the crime. They have yeah. to have those illegal uh, crossings and those people that were in prison. They release them. Now yeah. they up the crime. Wait a minute. There's too much gun violence going on. We have to confiscate guns. You know, that was the whole intent of Fast and Furious. They need a a, a state of emergency that they can declare martial law. And I'll leave that next statement to Michael Talley. We're going to have uh, a what running in 2016? <laughs> well, no president. But you can bet if he gets martial law indicated, he's going to become dictator in chief. Do you really want to put another black in the White House? Let's be frank. Ben Carson, he's being torn apart by the media now, left and right, for his views on gays, his Johnny Conley uh, accusations against Obamacare and so forth. Do you really want to put another Trojan horse in there? Uh, I'm afraid of some of these other guys, too, who call themselves Republicans that want to run for for the uh, presidency in 2016. And, of course, Hillary's out there, and all her fawning, uh, liberal, uh, subservient groupies are running after her uh, to to run. And, and, you know, there's a chance she can get in because the Republican Party's in such disarray, they may not be able to put up a viable candidate. They'll put a softball candidate like McCain up again, and there are Romney, who was a decent guy, a real decent guy, but he will not come back with the ferocity he needed to win. Yeah, you got to have somebody that gets up there and says everything this golfer-in-chief is doing wrong. What's happened to the country? What happened to welfare? What happened to gun rights? Why marriages between two... Gays or two lessees. You know, Ginsburg on the Supreme Court has come out and actually said that it's not moving fast enough. She wants to declare gay marriage legal in all of the United States. Now, here's somebody that the golfer in chief wants to retire so he can make sure he replaces her with somebody that's as liberal as her. And she's saying, I am, you're going to carry me out of here. You know, another thing that uh, we've got to discuss as far as the defense of the country goes, Russian bombers have approached probably 50 times in the last several yep. years our coastline. Yep. They now outnumber us in nuclear weapons, and the Obama wants to get rid of half of what we have left. Yeah. Yeah. He's trying to leave us open to yeah. destruction, and Russia knows that. Yeah. They know what a pansy this guy is. He's really, He's really worthless. Vultures can sense weakness in people, and the vultures over in the, the Eastern Bloc, they are, they're sensing our weakness, and they're playing to it, China as well. China's economy now has, has surpassed our economy. It was in the papers yesterday. And if those numbers hold true, they're going to be going more and more uh, controlling our country. They own a lot of our real estate. Uh, oh, yeah. Without them, without them, they they have our debt, like trillions of dollars. If they call that debt in America, it will be literally bankrupt. Well, we are already. It's just that they keep borrowing money. Yeah. But that's running out, too. You can't keep borrowing money and make the debt clock run. Yeah, but we moved on from welfare to entitlements. Now we have what they call an entitlement society where everybody expects this or that. And I don't know if I mentioned the last show. In this state, the state of 6 million people, approximately 6 million people, there are 635,000 Obama funds that were reported by the Baltimore Sun uh, just a few days ago. Six ten percent of the population has has Obama funds here, and that's not the, the free homes they have and the cars. I'm watching. We have a, a somebody, one of the doctors, has a patient an Egyptian. Just came over here, got a government job, got money. Uh, they don't. They have a business. They don't pay any taxes on it for many many years, as I understand the structure of taxes. They're giving things that we cannot even get in here. We are paying. We are supporting foreigners here. We're supporting an entire a race of people here. Who are who are deadbeats in a sense, and I could see it right here locally. 
kids Don't were we having have to, kids are well dressed, better than dressed than my kids were at those ages. And I was earning a good income when I was a physician. And these kids are coming in better. They have iPads and they have all kinds of stuff, and they have credit cards. And th- those credit cards are EBT cards. Those are those electronic transfer cards that the government. But is what we ought to do is bring up November the fourth election day quiz. Have you have you read that? This is something that the American people we ought to be screaming to them as the uh, unprecedented growth and accumulated deficit of seven trillion dollars under Obama Democrat leadership made the U.S. economy more or less stable. Is Where did that money go? Did it fix the roads? Is the southern border more or less secure under the Obama Democrat leadership? Right. Exactly Has right. the Obama Democrat foreign policy made America's exactly. allies or enemies more influential? Yeah. Yeah. Has number four? Has the uh, Obama Democrat uh, domestic policy enhanced or diminished the quality of life in the U.S.? And finally, number five: Has your trust in our representation in government to do the right thing and speak truthfully increased or decreased under the Obama? Leadership. Now, I think it's very simple and very easy to correlate those answers to anyone with brain cells. What do you think? I think, number five, people don't care anymore. As long as the checks are pouring in, as long as the gravy is coming through the door, they don't care what's right or wrong in the government, as long as they're getting their piece of the pie. And that's the mindset that we have. What do you think, Mike? I think you're right. These people are supporting this Santa Claus, like Rush Limbaugh calls them, because they can just do nothing every day. Yeah. I know we were looking for to buy some real estate investment properties a while ago, and I went out to Chester, and there's a whole section. And Chester is basically a black section of yeah. the suburbs of Philadelphia. Yeah. And there were quadruplexes all over the place, and a lot of them, a lot of them need work. You know, slums aren't built. They're made that way by the people that mm-hmm. live there. And that's self-explanatory. I looked at some of these buildings thinking this is not a bad thing to get in there, maybe redo them. And I saw these, and they were all black neighborhoods coming out and yelling a block away to somebody. I mean, it's just a society that that builds slums. I've been, know, to decad- I've been to Chester. It's decadent, like you say. It's run down. It's deteriorated. All this money for this war on poverty, where did it go to? It didn't fix these neighborhoods at all. It didn't fix the mentalities that create these neighborhoods. It put more garbage into those neighborhoods. And every time the blacks come in, they destroy the neighborhood. They try to bring them here in Section 8 housing. They're, we have a middle-class neighborhood here. They try to bring in Section 8 housing. We fought it. So far, it's been kept out. But it'll come. They want to do the same thing where I live now. Yeah. You know, I, I look at sheriff sales once in a while, and there's usually like 21 pages of them. Yeah. 17 pages are properties from Chester. Yeah. I, you know, it's again self-explanatory. Yeah. Slums are not built; they're created by the people they put in right. there. Right. And they're the kind of people they put in yeah. there. Yeah, black no, ghettos. That's what they are. Yeah, no value uh, standards at all. They just yeah. go in and wear something down to nothing. Yeah. It's well, really, it's foolish. Well, Obama said we don't need standards on anywhere, even from the Secret Service on down to the, the laws and the edicts that he puts out there. Why do we need standards? Because standards will show who has it and who doesn't have it. He doesn't want it. He wants everybody to be equal, and that equality is a bunch of nonsense. He wants the equality at the bottom, too. You, you, he, wants everybody, we, he wants this country Everyone. to go over the cliff, yeah. spend it to its yeah. last penny, have the yeah. people who are lending us the money – do, by the way, the American people need to know that their entire property, everything they own, their total sovereignty is being used as collateral. Okay, right. People have got to wake up to the fact that they're allowing this. They yeah. are allowing We had a revolution to get rid yeah. of the king-queen monarchy. Okay, We wanted, yeah. we wanted to yeah. be... Over and governing ourselves, and and government officials are not our betters. They work for us. They're our employees. We've right. got to get that point across to the American people again. And we got to meet here next Thursday and start this again, guys. I appreciate everything you had to put in here today. We just keep getting better and better. And thank you very much.
Thanks for having me. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Dear President Obama, we, the people, have stated resolutely we reject your vision for our country. You claim you have not heard us. We, the people, have assembled across America resisting your efforts to subvert our Constitution and undermine our liberty. You claim you have not seen us. Since you have not acknowledged our message, let us here present it once more. For if, as President Wilson said, a leader's ear must ring with the voices of the people, the time has come. Our greatest treasure is...